Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another Friday episode of Let's Ride, this Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. I'm really excited for this show for a lot of reasons, but mainly because football is officially back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and not just the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, who they will face in the Hall of Fame game in a couple weeks. They, too, are returning to training camp, and other teams are following suit this weekend. It is an exciting time for NFL fans, and especially for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, let's be honest, after last season, the way it ended, we could all use a fresh start, and that's exactly what the Steelers are getting right now at the UPMC Sports Rooney Sports Complex, whatever the heck they're calling it now. Between there and Heinz Field, that's where training camp will be held this year. You all know this. Why? Because you probably read Behind the Steel Curtain. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, as a reminder, should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a place where you can be with family. That's what I like to call it. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base is global. It's not just in the 412 area code. It's not just in the Western or North America. It's all over. And BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is a great place for you to create a free account and to communicate and to talk with other fans around the globe about the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you don't know how to do this, go to any article, scroll down to the bottom where you see comments. It'll ask you, do you have an account? If not, sign up. You can sign up for free, create an account. I think you have to wait 24 hours before you can start to comment. And then that's it. That's all you have to do. It really is simple. And also, this podcast is just one of many on our podcast platforms. So make sure wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you do not miss a thing. I'm excited for this weekend, to be honest with you. I'm going back to my hometown of Wheeling, West Virginia, and I'm, I'm playing in a really big golf tournament. This is a golf tournament that is, uh, you know, it's an amateur, it's an amateur championship. It's a two man best ball as well as an individual tournament. I'm playing with my brother. Should be fun to get out and play some golf with him. And and you you can win some stuff. We'll just put it that way. I haven't played in two years because last year was canceled due to the pandemic. So I'm excited, really excited. And if, for those of you out there, I've had several people hit me up on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at J Hartman H A R T M A N underscore P I T. They've talked to me about Twitter. I use the fleet, the story feature on Twitter, and I'll post pictures of me at the driving range to see my clubs, and it's a beautiful setting and all that. Uh, if you're interested, follow my fleets, and I'll give you an update on how I'm doing in the golf tournament this weekend. But that's not why you're here. That's not why you want to talk about that. You want to hear me talk about. You want to hear me talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the training camp news. In case you didn't know, I also record training camp recaps basically after practice is done i will find my way to a computer i will get the podcast done so if you haven't checked that out go to our podcast platform it's only on our podcast platform or if you want to check out the daily recap article the following day it'll be at the bottom check that out listen so that you can uh, know everything that happened in regards to training camps i'm not going to get too into detail unless it's like an injury or something like that you can check out those recaps i want to talk about surprises and I have to be honest with you, I am someone that actually enjoys surprises. Not so much for myself, although that is great. You know, if someone says, oh, Jeff, I've got the perfect gift for you, but I'm, I'm not telling you, I'm going to make you wait. Even when I was a kid, I remember as a kid, uh, you know, when Christmas was coming, you got to a certain age where some kids always wanted to know what they were getting. And some parents or guardians, whatever, they would tell them, I never wanted to know. 
I liked the surprise. I enjoy like when it comes to birthday presents or holidays with my own children. I love to surprise them. It's there's something about it I don't know. But there's one area in my life that I don't like surprises and that's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Please don't surprise me unless it's something that's a good surprise, which let's be honest, in the National Football League, how many times are there good surprises? I mean, think about it. A surprise something that is not planned, something that all of a sudden just, boom, pops up. And normally that's an injury or that's a someone gets released or a trade. Now, those trades can work out. Hello, Minka Fitzpatrick. But other times it can be awful. And to me, when I sat down and thought about all this offseason, the offseason that's now over, thank goodness, it's over. We got through the dog days. With the the offseason now behind us, I thought about all The surprises, oh my gosh, there were so many surprises from the Pittsburgh Steelers or that happened with or to the Pittsburgh Steelers throughout this offseason. I mean, let's just go through some. From the moment the new league year started, back in March, and the salary cap decreased for the first time in NFL history, and then all of a sudden you're looking at, okay, free agent losses. Those are surprises. We might have expected it, but that doesn't mean it's not a surprise. So when Bud Dupree says, see you later, I'm going to Tennessee, we knew Bud wasn't coming back. It's still a surprise. And you think about Dupree, Mike Hilton going to Cincinnati, big Alejandro Villanueva eventually finding his way to Baltimore. Ugh, puke. Matt Filer going to LA, and that's just to name a few. You can talk about James Conner going to Arizona with the Cardinals then. And then there were players that were gained, free agents that were gained by the Steelers. You think about, I think one of the biggest surprises, in my opinion, was Juju Smith-Schuster coming back. He was a free agent. No one thought that there was any chance that Juju Smith-Schuster would be back in the black and gold in 2021. And maybe you're someone out there that said, I'm glad he didn't. I'm not one of those people. I was excited to see Juju back. He's a tough receiver. He does the tough things well. He is a Heinz Ward type of player. We'll put it that way. And then you had some minor signings like Ray Ray McLeod comes back. Joshua Dobbs resigns. And there were more acquisitions than that. Joe Haig is, is, is one of them. But then you had these retirements. Some of them, like when Vance McDonald retired, I wasn't that surprised. It was, a uh, you know, I mean... We kind of had a feeling he wasn't going to be back anyways. His salary cap hit was going to be huge for 2021, so it just seemed like Vance McDonald was probably not going to be a part of the overall program anyways. But then Marquise Pouncey retires, and you're thinking, okay, that boy, this is this is a surprise. No one expected Pouncey to hang it up now. We all thought he'd do one more year with Roethlisberger, and then they would both ride off into the sunset together, hopefully hoisting a Lombardi trophy. But I think what's really strange is the most recent retirement, and this has been surprising, was that Vince Williams, on the day the players were supposed to report to training camp, that that was Wednesday of this week, he decided he's not going to play. For whatever reason, we don't know what that reason is. At the moment that this is recorded, we don't know why Vince Williams said, I'm not playing. I'm just done. And to be honest, uh, on Thursday, the very first practice for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mark Caballi of The Athletic tweeted out that, from the people that he spoke to within the Steelers organization. Now, I do not know if that's coaches. I don't know if that's front office staff. I don't know if that's ownership. Or if I don't know if that's even players. But whoever Mark Caballi talked to, he tweeted that it seemed like the, the organization did not know until Wednesday that Vince Williams was going to retire. They, they were as blindsided as the fan base was. Think about that. 
you cut a guy, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Vince Williams gets cut. Then all of a sudden you say, hey, look, you know, you're not getting signed by anyone. We'd like to have you back at veteran minimum. He says, sure. You think you're going to get one more year uh, with Devin Bush and Vince Williams. That's a pretty good inside linebacker duo. Then it feels like the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe we will never know what happened. But still, that's a surprise. That's what we're talking about here are these surprises. Then you do have those releases. I talked about Williams getting released. I honestly never thought that he was going to be a potential salary cap casualty. I just didn't think he was going to be one of those players. He was. They got him back. Then he retires. Steven Nelson. I mean, if you ask me, it was always going to be between Nelson and Hayden. One of those two was going to get cut. Who was it going to be? I don't know. It turned out it was Nelson and Hayden. Were, he's still playing out his final year of his contract. I'm someone that thinks that the Steelers could benefit from keeping him on the roster. I think he has a lot of juice left in the tank. They could save money for the salary cap this year. Um, but still, Steven Nelson was released, and that was kind of surprising. And then David DeCastro gets released. That was right after minicamp. And then they bring in Trey Turner, uh, free agent acquisition, you want to call it that. Um, and then, you know, you just think about all that. These are all surprises. DeCastro being released was a surprise. Nelson, maybe not as much. Williams, you know, him in his retirement were both surprises. And then, I mean, what a good surprise, Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram, which, by the way, which, by the way, uh, a couple people on Twitter, uh, and I don't want to say their names because I don't want necessarily to attach this to it. When it come to, came to a reason for maybe Vince Williams' retirement, they kind of hinted that maybe it was because of the acquisition of Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram is very similar to Vince Williams. He plays more on the outside, but he can play on the inside too. He can rush the passer from the interior. That's kind of what Vince Williams does. I, I'm not sure if when Melvin Ingram was acquired, Vince Williams said, I have no spot on this team anymore. I'm done. I'm just not going to play anymore. I don't know. Don't take that. Hey, that's just a rumor. That's just a rumor. I'm not even going to call it a report. That is a rumor. But still, there's people that are talking about it. But Melvin Ingram being signed, that's huge. That's a huge surprise. That's a positive surprise. Two thumbs up on that one. If he can stay healthy, that turns that outside linebacker depth into maybe one of the biggest glaring weaknesses on the roster to not the not not a strength like not the strongest position I, I would say that you know you look at defensive line or wide receiver those are the strengths of your of your roster I'm not saying that but it makes the outside linebacker depth quality it makes their outside linebacker depth uh, experience those are important things so the question is what surprises lie ahead for the 2021 Steelers what's coming up are there any surprises that we can maybe predict are there any surprises that we can maybe think, okay, we can guarantee that this is going to happen at some point? Like For instance, I'll give you the first one. Injuries. Injuries can happen. They will happen no matter what. There's not a team in the NFL last season that wasn't impacted by injuries in some way, shape, or form. Have there been, were there teams, I should say, were there teams that were impacted more? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you th- look at Pittsburgh. They lost Bud Dupree to an ACL. They lost Zach Banner to an ACL. They lost Devin Bush to an ACL. They lost, I mean, early in the season, Stefan Wisniewski to, I think it was a pectoral muscle. uh, And so he was on the shelf for a while. You even look at other injuries that happened on Mike Hilton's shoulder. There were injuries all across the board, all across the board. But Steeler fans can't say, oh, well, they were so banged up. Every team had injuries. Every single team was dealing with some type of injury. So that surprise... We don't want to hear it. We don't want to read it. We don't want to write it. We don't want to see it. 
but at the same time, we know it's going to happen. Injuries are a part of the game. I think also you can expect some roster moves from the Steelers. If they don't make a move, and when I say make a move, if they don't, I'm trying to think of the word this correctly. Okay, so let's say they don't give a Joe Hayden extension or sign TJ Watt to a monster deal that decreases his 2021 cap hit. I think there still is a really strong chance the Steelers will make some roster moves this preseason. And when would that happen? My guess is it would happen when all those other teams are cutting their rosters down. They're trimming their rosters down to the 53. And there's going to be some talented players at positions of need for the Pittsburgh Steelers that are available. And they will go out and get some of those players. I think like a Ross Cockrell. He was the perfect example. He was cut. The Steelers said we need a cornerback. They brought him in, played extremely well. So it is possible that these moves can happen. Do I think that they will make a big roster move? You know, people are bringing up these names like Avery Williamson. I've seen um, Michael Kendrick uh, at inside linebacker. Obviously, Malik Hooker. That that rumor mill just will not stop. I swear it will not stop. I blame Michael Beck uh, for a big reason why, uh, because he's always bringing it up. But still, could they make one of those moves? Yes, they could, but they need to make another move before that like a Hayden extension, a Watt, new contract, uh, something of that nature, restructuring Chris Boswell. They need to free up more salary cap space based on the fact that Melvin Ingram, when he signed his contract, that one-year deal, that's obviously eating up the majority of their savings that they created when they released David DeCastro. So roster moves, I think, is a surprise we should all expect. I want to just make sure everyone understands, during training camp and during, during the preseason, in terms of what surprises lie ahead, Please, 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 and I'll talk about this a little bit later, please take these success and failure of these players with a grain of salt. There are players that will have a bad day during training camp. There are players that will get abused during training camp. Let's try our best not to write them off because of one bad practice. There will be players that will look awful in the preseason. Let's try our best not to write them off after one bad preseason game. And we know that that's going to happen. We should not be surprised if, let's say, we hear that Ben Roethlisberger threw three picks in a, in a training camp practice. Don't be surprised by that. It's probably going to happen. That does not mean that he's going to duplicate that in the regular season. Keep that in mind. And then the last thing, and to be honest with you, before I take a break, who the heck knows with this team anymore? I I mean, I swear, it... it, it this team, in terms of surprises, you could I could be surprised in so many different ways with so many different things. It is literally endless. You talk about the injuries. You talk about players retiring. You talk about players acquired. Everything, it seems like everything that could happen in terms of surprises with an NFL franchise has happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason and now going into training camp. The Vince Williams retirement was just the latest. You think about David DeCastro's release, Trey Turner comes in, Melvin Ingram comes in. It's just been it's been insane. So who knows what lies ahead, but make sure behind the steelcurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, because we're gonna have all the breaking news for you and all the information that you will ever want around the black and gold. Make sure that's your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, so enough surprise talk. When we get back after this break. I'm going to talk about the mainstream narrative. Oh, got some talking to do, and then a, a really cool story for my heart to heart to finish it out. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. After this.
All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do. I'm telling you, we're everywhere. Pandora, Apple Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, doesn't matter where. And it's not just for my show. I want all my ride or die crew to never miss one of my shows, but also that's for the other morning shows like the live mic with Michael Beck on Tuesdays, the Steeler, the, the Stat Geek, the Steeler Stat Geek with Dave Schofield on Thursdays, all of our afternoon shows. Uh, and then also we have these this new lineup that's coming out with you know, Jeffrey Benedict's going to be doing a solo show. We already know uh, Maddie Peverell's show, The War Room, which is a great show, just totally different. We have a fantasy football show with Jeremy Betts. It's going to be debuting. The Ohioans are going to be doing the Steelers Power Half Hour. What Yin's talking about is going to debut. It's exciting it, for someone that if you're someone that likes podcasts and you can't get enough of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I can't think of a better platform than ours right here behind the steel curtain. That's all I'm going to say about that. But something I want to say. Something I want to talk about is fans out there, as we approach this season, please beware of the mainstream narrative. And I've got a little pep in my step. I told my wife as I was writing these show notes down, she was sitting next to me, and she said, hey, you have a lot to talk about today? And I said, I do. Football is now back. I, I'm not sitting, I'm not cutting grass and wondering, what the heck am I going to talk about on Friday? I mean, seriously, there's nothing going on. Finally, we are going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. And as on the day that the Steelers actually practice for the first time, I'm checking Twitter because obviously the news can break at any time. Yeah, just think about on Wednesday afternoon was when Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette said that Devin Bush's knee is uh, basically given 100% clearance, he should be back at practice and not miss anything. Uh, news like that happens. So I have to check Twitter all the time, and I see Brooke Pryor of ESPN is sharing some video of her on different ESPN shows. Um, one of them was the Get Up show with uh, Greeny, uh, with, with Greenberg. And you know, that's Mike Greenberg, from formerly of Mike and Mike, which is a great radio show. I can't stand Get Up personally. I can't stand ESPN really anymore. But here's, here's what it was, and here's what kind of chapped my you-know-where, if you're familiar with the term. So Greenberg was asking Brooke Pryor some questions, and Brooke Pryor is outside of Heinz Field. They've got the backdrop, all that good stuff. And he says, Brooke, what is, what's the deal, you know, with Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he played behind that horrible offensive line. He was really beat to a pulp last year. They were just awful. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, are you serious? Like, are you serious right now? And why am I saying that? Was the offensive line last year good? No. But did they have a strength? Absolutely. Their strength was in pass protection. And you might sit there and say, Jeff, that's because Roethlisberger kind of threw the ball really quick. He got rid of it like 2.3 seconds on average. I understand that, but they only surrendered, I believe it was 14 sacks all last regular season. 14. In a 16-game season, 14. The second place team in that category was 21. I don't know how anyone, if you want to say, if Greenberg would have said this offensive line, they couldn't run run block their way out of a wet paper bag, I would have said, hey, kudos to you, Greeny. You did your homework. You knew that last season the Steelers' O-line was bad in run blocking, but they could pass protect. 
they could definitely pass protect, but no, he was bad-mouthing the offensive line. And not only that, they have a whole new offensive line this year, literally five new players at new positions. Maybe not new players, like Zach Banner and Chooks Okorafor aren't new, but they're going to be playing new positions. Chooks at left tackle, Banner on at right side. I don't need to go into the, the projected offensive line here. That's not the point. The point is beware of watching these shows. Now, I understand that I would say 95% of my ride-or-die crew Maybe even go up to 97, 98%. They are diehard fans. Diehard fans. And so what I mean by that is those fans, they can they either don't watch ESPN or they can see through jokers like Mike Greenberg. They, they know that what he's saying is not educated in terms of the fact that he doesn't know about the Steelers. But there's there might be that three, two, five percent of my fan base that's say, like, well, I watch a lot of NFL network and ESPN to get my news. My first advice is to stop. <laughs> stop right there. Because what happened after that? Brooke Pryor and Mike Greenberg and a bunch of other ESPN hosts talked about Ben Roethlisberger's T-shirt for probably about five minutes, it felt like. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe it was two. But still, that's two minutes too many. Why? On Wednesday when he reported to camp, Ben Roethlisberger was wearing a shirt that said different. That's it. Different. And they feel the need to just talk ad nauseum about this. It's just like the people that never let Roethlisberger's body build go. Pro football talk, of all people. I mean, pro football talk is, I mean, he's the one that's going after people if they say something bad about, you know, Colin Kaepernick. Which, again, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I'm not here to tell you what I think. It's what they do. So pro football talk, they they, want to go after anyone that has a different thought process than them. And Adam Schefter reported that same photo of Roethlisberger reporting, saying Roethlisberger showing up looking lean and mean. And he quote tweets it and says, lean and mean is the new husky. And I was like, are you serious right now? I don't understand where people people don't understand this at all, clearly, is that some people just have a natural body build. And Ben Roethlisberger is one of those guys. If you're looking for a quarterback that is ripped and chiseled, that's he's not your guy. He isn't. He's never going to be either. Sometimes I think quarterbacks, or I should say fans, want their quarterbacks to look like um, people remember Brady Quinn. When Brady Quinn came out of Notre Dame, he was ripped and chiseled. Everyone's like, oh, look at that guy. He's in great shape. How long did he play in the league? Not very long. Roethlisberger might not look like all other quarterbacks, but does that matter? What, what does it matter? As long as it's not preventing him from doing his job, as long as it's not keeping him from getting injured, and as long as he can still throw the ball and win football games, what else does it matter? And th- th- the fact that even fans of this team are still talking about this means that you all are just really just falling into this mind trap that is the mainstream narrative surrounding the Steelers. I can't stress enough, and I'm not naive enough to, to think that you, the fans, are going to only go to behind the steel curtain. I know. There's other sites out there that are really good. A lot of sites that I have great working relationships with as well. I just want you to understand that, you know, we say we want you to be your one-stop shop based on the fact that if you only had one shot, one chance to look at Steelers news, you would choose our site. But I'm not naive enough to think that you're only going to go to our site. But my goodness, please be able to read through some of this stuff. You can't, you can't fall to this, into this trap. Please avoid it at all at all costs. Follow the people that actually know. 
that's all I have to say about that. The mainstream narrative, even with the Steelers, after all these years, they're still talking about Roethlisberger's weight. Uh, there's still people that bring up Roethlisberger's transgress- transgressions off the field, whether it's the motorcycle accidents or the accident accusations in Nevada and in Georgia. You know, I, I get it. I understand that that was a very significant part in this man's life. But at the same time, at what point do you move on? At what point do you say it's in the past? Let's look forward. Roethlisberger has every right. And this has just been, this, he's, there's been a lot of bad talk about the Steelers all offseason. This has just been, he's got a chip. He has a huge, giant chip on his shoulder, maybe even a boulder. So avoid the stupidity that is the mainstream narrative. Now, I wanted to save some time. I wrote this article last Sunday. And in case you don't read BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, I figured I would share it on the podcast platform as well. And from my heart to heart, I thought this was appropriate with the Steelers, you know, just starting training camp with the fans, you know, kind of getting back into things. And it, it is a story that I wrote, and I titled it, it was a letter from the editor, which I, I use that all the time, by the way, when I just want to tell a story. So it was, it was a letter from the editor, and it was when uh, the day the perspective was gained with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I talked about the story of the 2011 wildcard game um, against the Denver Broncos. We all know the Tim Tebow game. And this was the 2010-2011 season. And, you know, it was the 80-yard Tebow to, to Demarius Thomas. And I remember I was watching that game in my – this was an old house. We don't live there anymore. And um, same town, different house. And so I'm watching the game, and I am – you know, this is the first time people forget this was when overtime changed in the National Football League. This was the first season where if a team went down the field and they kicked a field goal, so in this case, if Tim Tebow would have let a field goal drive, the Steelers would have gotten the ball back and a chance to match it. If they score a touchdown, the game's over. This was the first year that they did this. And so everyone's okay, here we go. Denver gets the Denver gets the uh, the football to start overtime, and then the first play is that eighty yard touchdown to Demarius Thomas, stiff arms like Taylor, and the rest is history. And so everyone, Steeler fans, we're all just crushed. We're stunned, absolutely stunned. And so I had no interest in watching the Denver Broncos celebrate this crazy win and to see Tim Tebow, which who I admire, by the way, like Tim Tebow, big fan of him outside of football. But I had no interest in watching Tebow and those Bronco fans at Mile High celebrates. I turned TV off, go upstairs. And so my wife, sometimes she'll watch games with me, sometimes she won't. This was one where she didn't. And she said, hey, did they win? I looked there and said, nope, no, they didn't. Didn't tell her how, didn't care to. She said, hey, that's 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 too bad. <laughs> that's her normal response. Ah, that's too bad. So she said, hey, by the way, uh, when you get a chance, can you take the trash out and we need to take it down to the curb. It gets picked up tomorrow. At this point, I wanted to be anywhere but near anyone. So I said, sure, sure. So I, I go upstairs into the bedroom, take my uh, Ben Roethlisberger jersey off. I and mean, come on, I'm, I'm not crazy here, people. You gotta, I'm not going to get trash on my jersey. I mean, it's still important. So I go outside, I take the trash out, and I walk the trash can down. Now, you have to rewind a little bit before we get to the next part of the story. Uh, the, the Christmas before this one, my parents had gotten me a Steelers mailbox cover. In this mailbox cover, I was so proud of this stupid thing. Uh, it was it was bright. It was black, but the gold was just so bright. I mean, you knew when you drove down the street, the people that lived there, you knew who they rooted for. So after a year of the sun and the rain and the wind and the snow, boy, that thing was kind of faded. So I'm walking out. I'm walking our trash bin down to the to the corner of the driveway where the mailbox is, and I look at this mailbox cover. And it's almost as if some rage took over me inside. Like deep inside my soul, some rage took over. And I was so angry 
I couldn't believe the Pittsburgh Steelers, the most successful NFL organization ever, would do. Would how would that even happen? How does it happen? And I was standing there, and I'm looking at those hypocycloids, and it's like they're burning a hole in my soul. And I'm like, I can't do. I can't take this. I, I go, and I'm. And let's keep the date in mind here, folks. I think it was January 8th, middle of winter. I go and I grab a corner of that mailbox cover and I start to yank. And a little bit of the corner comes up and I'm like, here we go. I'm ripping this thing off right now. I'm sick of this stupid logo. I'm sick of this team. And so I'm trying to rip the mailbox cover off. I'm trying. Next thing you know, I realize that it's actually the mailbox itself, not the mailbox cover that is coming off. And so I'm shaking this thing and the mailbox is moving. And then finally I realize, well, when it's in sub-degree weather, sub-freezing temperatures, that adhesive that that Velcro is on, that adhesive, boy, it it really gets stuck on there. And so I, I found myself standing there in the middle of this, it was freezing cold outside. I'm looking at this mailbox cover and I just feel defeated. I feel defeated physically. I just tried to yank my mailbox directly out of the ground. I feel defeated emotionally. The Steelers completely let me down. And I go into the house, and it's like it hit me like a ton of bricks. Why am I getting so worked up over a th- over something I have no control over? I didn't call that defense. That was Dick LeBeau. I didn't get stiff-armed. That was Ike Taylor. And it was at that point when I realized, you know what? This doesn't make me less of a fan. I still want the Steelers to win. I still hope that they win. I still root like heck for this team. But at the same time, I can't let something I have zero control over impact my emotions and my life to the point where I've almost injured myself or ripped out a mailbox out of the ground. And so what I wanted to say here, and to wrap this up, is maybe we should all have a little bit of this perspective this season. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I have Behind the Steel Curtain as an outlet for me. I can write about the team. This podcast has been so therapeutic for me since we started Let's Ride before last season. It's a chance for me to talk on my own about whatever I want. And so um, I have an outlet. Not everyone has that outlet, but you know you do, and and it's at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The community that we have there is, it can be fickle. There can be arguments, but hey, it's family. That happens. But you know what? When you look at the overall community, it's a great community, and it's a great place, whether it's a fan post where you can write your own article and get your own thoughts out there, or it's a comment section of an article where you can kind of give your thoughts on the Steelers. It's a great place for you to do that. So let's all gain some perspective as the Steelers get ready to to gear up and get ready for the preseason and the regular season. And and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com can help you. So keep that in mind. Hope you enjoyed that story. I've always loved that story. Um, And, uh, you know, hopefully I don't have to do any of that anymore. I'm I'm much calmer now. After five kids at the age of 38, I have got so much stuff going on. I don't have time for all that nonsense anymore. But still, maybe you do. Maybe you have a cool story. If you do, uh, let me know. Follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. And that's it. We'll be back on Monday. I'll let you know how I do in that golf tournament. Not that you care, but I'll let you know anyways. And uh, we'll be talking all things Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. With that said, you know how we finished it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend, everyone. Go Steelers.